Love Talk Radio. Of our seventh day. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to our third night of our seventh day Holy Ghost filled revival, the last week of the year. And I'm telling you, y'all, we are here. Purpose Kingdom Network is doing it. We have been doing it, and we will be continuing to do it. This is our seventh year doing this thing. Now, you know that uh, numbers are special, and seven is special. So when we get to looking at what it is that's special about seven, we run into a living sacrifice. What does it mean to be the living sacrifice? Are you going to be the living sacrifice? We have heard some powerhouse speakers already. Day one, we heard Reverend Minister Monar- We've heard Minister Bernard Morrow. He told us about being submitted and committed. Okay, that was the living sacrifice, and he said it was going to be doing a new thing. Last night, we heard Dr. Maddox tell us that uh, not only is it a new thing but it's the new system. The new system is Christ, the living sacrifice. So, y'all, I know we don't have any sweet old things to say about, you know, 2022 is the new you and all that, and it's over. But I just thought 2023, it's got to be about me and about what is it that I got to do to make me better for God, to make me show up better for for what I'm supposed to be doing, to make you show up better for what it is that you're supposed to be doing. So without further ado, because, y'all, I don't want to say it, but I'm telling you, these words each and every day, they just get powerful and powerful. So I can just only imagine what we have in store for tonight. Now, like I told y'all last night, we have another one of our own, very own brothers, Minister Aaron Williams. Now, I'm telling you, if y'all have never heard before, y'all better go check them out, www.blogtalkradio.com, backward slash purpose kingdom. Now, remember, we're coming from Romans 12 and 1, and when I'm finished, then we're going to hear the reading of the scripture, and then the next voice that you will hear is our very own Minister Aaron Williams. Chappie? Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. I'm just so excited about what God has been doing over the past two nights, and I'm sitting here in anticipation about what he is going to do this evening through the man of God. I will be reading for you our theme scripture for this revival, A Living Sacrifice. We, as she said, are coming from Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I will be reading from the King James Version, and it reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah, God. And we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed, and the next voice you will hear will be that of Reverend Aaron Williams. Man of God, it's in your hand. 
Amen. God bless you. Good evening. I just want to just thank God for an opportunity just to be with you guys tonight. You know, um, this is the year in. Wow. The next time we're on the air, it'll be 2023, a brand new year. And as we were beginning our conversation um, just this evening, um, speaking about commitment, you know, I'm living sacrifice. I think it's very relevant. But before we get into that, let's pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you for your goodness. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. God, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you continue to speak to us to enable us, God, to better us, that we may be a better witness for you. So we pray to tonight that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts will be acceptable. We pray, God, that the words that we speak would be from you, that they would fall on good ground to bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100 forward in Jesus' name. So I'm, I'm excited about that because my, my commitment to God, you know, I'm a church boy. I, I've been in church all my life. Even when I was a sinner, I was in church. And I know that don't make sense to some of you, but, you know, some know where I'm coming from. Even while I was doing wrong, I was still a church boy. I've been a church boy all my life. I don't know and didn't know, and I'm glad that I didn't know too much other things. It was There was, was a line drawn in my spirit that I could not pass that was placed there by my parents and grandparents, by those that, you know, carried me and cared for me as I was coming up, that there was things I tried, yeah, and I tried a lot. I tried to destroy my life. The devil tried to destroy my life. Things tried to destroy my life. Circumstance tried to destroy my life. Things I paid for for 10, 20, 30 years of things that I've done and got into. But the mercies of God, my God, hallelujah. Well, I'm glad that it's a living sacrifice because as long as we have life, my God, we can present ourselves to God. And what was pressing on me, and I spoke briefly to the pastor just a few minutes ago, was our commitment coming into 2023. You know, that there's been an inconsistency that I've seen and began to really look at in my life. There was an inconsistency. And God is looking for consistency because I, I recognize that when the word says that when we search for him with our whole heart, when we serve him with our whole heart, when we love him with our whole heart. Whatever we do with all of our heart, I don't need a I don't need an alarm clock. When something when it's expectation or my alarm clock, I can remember when I was a child when it was Christmas time. There was such an expectation there. I I was so excited about the next day that I woke up without the alarm. I woke up without mom pushing me. I woke up without grandma smacking me upside the head because it was past the time that I had faked like I was so sleepy. I just woke up because I had an expectation of God. I had an expectation of Christmas. I had an expectation of the presence and the things that I would receive, that I was so much so that I would wake up without any assistance. I would wake up without those things that prompted me on days that I really didn't want to. When you are searching for God, with your whole heart, God begins to unfold to you. I know he does for me what your heart really is. How much does your, and, and listen, I, I say this and I'm going to continue to say this. Someone's all is not the same as someone else's. Our all is not the same. Remember the woman who gave all she had, but she only gave a penny. And the Lord says she gave more than the rich man. 
So it's, a, it's, it's, it's not so much when we look at each other, we begin to come off the keel. We become, begin to come off the square. We begin to come off the confidence because what God has for you is for you. And the issue with that, the Bible says the man knows the bitterness of his own heart. You, you know what moves you. You know what motivates you. You know what convicts you. You know the things that you are doing that are not fully committed to God. Why? Because the Spirit of God reminds you. Because you'll see in your spirit what you should be doing. But the goodness of God doesn't condemn us. The goodness of God doesn't doesn't beat us and browbeat us. The goodness of God continues to love you. It continues to say you can do better. Continues to show you a brand new mercy today. We have a brand new mercy to get Things correct. Uh, it's a saying. We say, "Yo, when you come, you better come correct." Uh, we serve a God who is demanding correctness. We are serving a God who moves. My God, it's a saying. I just talked. I just talked to Pastor again. I, I'm, I'm just all in our conversation, just sharing it with y'all. The difference between grease and oil. My God, because grease at room temperature solidifies. When it gets cold, it doesn't move as much, but oil is always ready. We have to always have a ready word. We have to always be in the flow, and I'm so glad that the flow doesn't depend on my charisma. The the flow doesn't depend on who I am. The flow doesn't depend on my ability, but it depends on when I begin to surrender to the Lord. Because uh, he, he's always ready. He's always flow. He's never solidified. And even if he does, he's still ready. He's still able, my God, unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present us. Listen, faultless. Can you see that of yourself without him? I, I know I can't. Without him, I can never see myself faultless. To, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I know I'd be glad. Hallelujah. <laughs> Who wouldn't be glad to know all the things we've done, all the things we didn't do, all the things we said, all the things we didn't say that we should have said, and come before him as though we had never committed I said, my God, this is why when I read this scripture, I beseech you, therefore, because we know everything that when you see therefore, you got to go and read what happened before. And chapter 11 talks about the children of Israel, excuse me, and the purpose of why they were rejected. Their rejection was to enable the Gentiles. That's you and I. Hallelujah. And some that believe that we are Israel, whatever you believe, the salvation and the rejection of the Jews was because and for the benefit of those that didn't know, those that weren't a part of the commonwealth of Israel, those that weren't a part of the family of God. God, in his mercy, said, I'm going to make a way anyhow. They're not my people, my God, but we've been grafted in because of Israel's rejection. Because of Israel's rejection, you and I can now stand before a holy God as though we've never committed a sin. My God, hallelujah. Therefore, 
They're there because God has made a way for people that were not a people. Because God has made a way for salvation. Because God has made a way into his presence by his mercy, by his blood, by his glory, by his power. Therefore, Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, hallelujah. But then it said, don't get too happy. Don't boast against Israel. Don't boast against those that were actually family because God is going to graft them in again. <clears throat> hallelujah. But they've been given and, and then partial blindness that had been put on them because of the law. We remember the illustration of Moses had to wear the veil over his face to hide his face. Now, this said in the Bible that if this administration, if the administration of the law was so glorious that Moses had to hide his face, hallelujah, doesn't speak about being baptized, doesn't speak about being filled, doesn't speak about the Holy Spirit filling in, doesn't talk about speaking in tongues, doesn't talk about gifts, doesn't talk about anything that are the attributes of the Holy Spirit. Yet this administration, which was the administration of the law, was glorious for what the law came by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus Christ. The Bible says if this administration of the law was glorious, how much more glorious will the administration of grace be? God has given unto us great precious promises that we have to dig into. This is my challenge. I'm already at a challenge. It's only been 10 minutes. I'm already at a challenge. Then 2023, a living sacrifice. Paul beseeching us, begging us, urging us. Hallelujah. By the mercies of God, because of what we've seen him do, that we now have access. Because of what he's done to his own people, that we may be grafted in. Now that we have access by faith to the same God, hallelujah, by the mighty mercy, Paul beseeches us because of his mercy. What has he done? Hallelujah. He's grafted us in to a natural olive branch. Hallelujah. That we're not part of the commonwealth. That we're not part of the family of God. He grafted us into the family. He adopted us and given us the adoption of sons, whereby we cry, Abba, Hallelujah. Abba, Father. I can call him Daddy because I've been grafted. I can call him Daddy because I've been adopted. I can call him Daddy because now I'm glad I'm a part of the family of God. I'm a dear and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, heirs of God. We are heirs of God by the atonement. Hallelujah, Paul. I beseech you, therefore, because of what he's done. He shed his blood just for us. Hallelujah. For we know that the blood of bulls and heifers and rams and she-goats were not acceptable, were not enough, were not sufficient to wipe away, to erase the sin of man. God, coming in the form of man, as the son of man, hallelujah, became a sacrifice for us, that we, the children of God, may become, the, ch- the children of men may become the children of Oh, God, my God, by his mercy, Paul beseeched us because we now have access by faith. Hallelujah. I can hear, I can hear minister now. By faith, we good. Hallelujah. I now have access. 
Hallelujah. I'm submitted and committed. My God, hallelujah. Now Paul beseeched us by his mercy that we present our bodies. Scripture says that you present your bodies. It's a good thing that you talk about it. It's a good thing that you preach about it. It's a good thing that you minister. Hey, I'm Stephanie. Hey, Connie. Steve, what's going on? It's a good thing that we do all of these things. Hallelujah. But he's looking for your body. He's not looking for your talent. He's not looking for your gifts because he gave them to you anyway. He's looking for you. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, God. I remember I asked my wife a question. I said, what do you want? I was expecting her to say, I want to be happy. I, I, I want to be prosperous. I want a home. I want, she said, I want you. My God, how they stopped all my arguments. And God said, I want you. Present your body. Present. Now, I don't want your house. I don't want your wife. I don't want your husband. I, I don't want those things that are attributes of you. I don't want those things that you present of people that people say, oh, he's a good man. Oh, she's a good woman. I don't want those things. I want you. And if you present your body, uh, if you give him your all, Giving your hands and feet. We, we see men, we can compartmentalize. We, we can give our hands and not give our feet. We, 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 we can give parts. And, you know, and I know people can give parts of themselves and not all. But God wants all. Hallelujah. What did I say? All, all means all. God wants all. He, he doesn't want parts. He wants all. He gave his all that we may give our all. Therefore, I present my body, what? A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable self. You know I had to look this word up because I thought that it was insignificant. But when I read it, it, it made more sense to give a definition just to the simple word A. A living sacrifice. And I can know off the top of my head that it means singular. It, it, it doesn't mean plural. It, it, yeah, we, we, can, we can make it plural. You know, a army where more people, but it says A. And let me read what the definition I got out of, the, out of my um, Wikipedia. A is used as a function word before a proper noun to distinguish the condition of the referring word from a usual former or hypothetical condition. So the importance of A is because the 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 the, the function word or the word that it is <clears throat> referring to is living. God don't want no dead things. God wants a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. We know that sacrifice is just giving of ourselves, but there's more to it. There's a dying I have to do to my will. And, 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 and I'm hearing myself talk about this three years ago. Uh, it's a dying, a continual dying, a continual pressing, a continual pushing, a continual. It's, it's like sometimes you think you've met the mark, but you look and the mark has been moved. There's a mark that you reach to, and when you reach it, it's further away than it was the first time. Because there's a continual pressing, and I find that as I live daily, 
I was talking about my inconsistency, inconsistency in prayer, inconsistency in study, inconsistency in preaching, inconsistency, and then want to know where complacency comes from. Complacency comes from our inconsistency, our lack of being consistent with the things of God. Why? Because we consider them at times mundane. We, we consider we know this portion. We know this step. God, how can I get to the exciting part? We know with the movie we really don't want to watch, but we've seen the movie maybe a couple of times, so you just fast forward it to the action part because the dialogue sometimes seems boring. But it's the mundane. It's those things, it's those things we have to practice that doesn't get us emotional. It's those things that we have to practice that doesn't stir up a pandemonium. But there is a continual feast for the righteous. We have to present ourselves a living, my God, a living sacrifice. All you have to do is look at how you treat other issues in your life. Where is your dedication? Where is your focus? We did a time management study in school before because we were trying to figure out why over 40% of the class was saying it was too much homework. I was right in that group too, saying that it was too much homework. But when we went that week home and we began to write down at 10 o'clock, I did this. By 11 o'clock, I did this. We found out. I know what I found out. I spent more time on entertainment, recreation, and things that I wanted to do that I was, that I was willing to admit that when I began to time management my things toward things that mattered, things of God, Things of school, I had more than enough time. I, I was in school on Thursdays, and I wasn't getting done until Tuesday, Wednesday night. When I went through this time management form, I was done by Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was done because I committed myself to the time to get it done. What are we not living to commit to the things of God? I know everybody wants revival. Everybody wants powerful deliverance. Everyone wants a deliverance ministry. Everyone wants to be that guy. Everyone wants to be that girl. Everyone wants to be that child of God that God uses, but not everyone will commit to a living sacrifice. If God is not a respecter of persons, if there's no partiality in God, then the same God, that raised Christ from the dead, the same God that raised Lazarus, the same God that used Paul, the same God that used the man or the woman of God that you look to and have seen in your life that was an example of Christ. The same God is there and available for you and I, but we have to present our bodies a living sacrifice. The best example I always give is the gym. You can see who commits to the gym and who commits to the kitchen. <laughs> That's the easiest example. You can see who commits to exercise and who commits to sitting on the couch. You, you can see it. it. It's a natural. It's a natural. Excuse me. Observation. 
You don't need some type of special revelation to see that. Now, I know some people have just that mentality. They can eat what they want, and they don't gain a pound. I can understand that. I am not one of those people. There's some people that can do those things and don't gain a pound. But then there's some people, I'm saying eat a little bit. No, there's some people, every pound goes, you can see it. But then there's people that go to the gym, and they've been to the gym for years, and it seems like there's no difference on their physical physique. But then you see some that have committed. They've changed the way they eat. They changed the way they sleep. They changed the way and places that they go. They changed the, they changed their lifestyle because of a result that they wanted. They wanted a result, and they presented their bodies to that thing. And now you can see men and women walking around looking like Adonis, looking like some Greek guy, looking like some kind of sculptured marble sculpture because of a commitment that they did physically. And you and I, my God, hallelujah, I'm challenging myself with this. You and I say that we want to, listen, I don't want to browbeat anybody. I'm not here to downtrod anybody. I'm not here to beat you across the head with what you're not doing. But you and I, we have to continually ask ourselves why. Why I'm not where I should be. Why I don't see what I want to see when God continues to show it to you. I know he does. He shows it to me. Why I don't have that song yet. Why I ain't write that book yet. Why I ain't do that play yet. Why haven't I started that business yet. Why haven't I started that ministry yet when it's in me. It's in you, child of God. But you have to present your body. See, we, we come with the misconception that there's nothing we have to do but say yes. And that's partially right. But God is in partnership with you. God is in partnership with you and I because there's a physical part that he can't do. He's not going to puppetize you, but he will lead you. He's not going to take you with a string and make you do. You have a free will. You have to choose between what he's showing you and what you want to do. My God, sometimes what he show you don't make sense. Sometimes what he show you don't fit into the situation, don't fit into the circumstance, don't fit into your schedule. But you have to make a choice. Are you going to do what God says or you want to do what you want? And then we have to face the consequence and the repercussions of our own decision. A young brother asked a question in the men's fellowship. He was talking, I was talking to him and he asked the question. He said, and I had to ask the question, I know I've made good decisions, but I began as I got closer to God. How many of those good decisions, although they were good, were they God decisions? That was a challenge for me. I've been a manager since I was in my 20s. I'm 60 now. I was a manager since I was in my 20s. I was always had a place to choose, to come up with an idea, to come up with this strategy, to move this, to put this, to work with logistics, to, to work with supply chain, and to do those things that made decisions for business. But those things don't always work in the kingdom. Those things don't always work out when God is telling you, ah, do it a different way. Don't go by what's natural. Don't go by what's popular. Do it the way I'm telling you and get the God result. In short, throw the net on the other side. But what difference does that make? Come on, God. 
I'm a fisherman. I, I, it, it ain't no way that just 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 by throwing the net four feet in another direction is going to do anything. Look, I've been doing this all night, and I'm a fisherman. I've been doing this all my life. And that's how some of us approach the things of God. Look, I know how to make decisions. I know how to make it work. I know how to put it together. And we struggle between hearing our voice and the voice of God. And you got all these other voices talking to you, vying for your attention. And God says, just be a living sacrifice. Be living, but be a sacrifice. What did Peter say? Listen, I, I, I know what I'm doing, God. I know what I'm doing, Jesus. I know what I'm doing, Lord, but by your word, I'll do it your way. And this is what God wants from us. With all I know, how most of us are grown that are on this line, that will listen to this broadcast. Most of us are grown men and women. We've been running our lives and living our life all of our lives. And God says, tonight, I want you to realize I need you to be living for a sacrifice. Sometimes you got to sacrifice your time, what you want to watch, where you want to go, what you want to do. God, I want you to steal away. I want you to come talk to me. It, it, it ain't going to be long. We think that it's going to be long, that it's going to interfere with the program that we got planned to watch, that we set on DVR to record. And God is saying, just come away. Just present your body a living. The next word really blew my mind because I didn't understand why he said holy and acceptable. Because holiness, that what I've learned, is a lifestyle. Holiness is your living, how you live. We we can't we can't be righteous. We we can't present ourselves in a state of righteousness by God. But we can live holy. But there is even a holiness. I'm, I'm trying to read through these. You, you got to deal with me. You got to help me out because I have to deal with what I'm reading. That there's a holiness possibly that's not acceptable. Because, you see, every word of God is important. So if it says holy and acceptable, then that, 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 that to me, that means that there's a holiness that's not acceptable. You have men and women now that are vowing vows of silence, vows of celibacy, vows of a life of seclusion and just chastity. They're living holy, but is it acceptable? It's holy. It looks good. It looks religious. It looks like the life you should live, but is it acceptable? God, what you mean? I can, I can live holy and still not be accepted? Don't you know that there are people that are going to come to God and say, didn't I cast out a devil in your name? Didn't I do all these great works in your name? Didn't I live holy in your name? And what was he say? Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never, my God, that's some scary stuff. I never knew you, my God beseeching ourselves by the mercy of God because of what God has done and what he has shown us in chapter 11, that we now have access to him by the atonement, that we now have, my God, been grafted into 
the olive branch, that we've been grafted into the olive tree, that we're not a part of the family of God, but now are the people of God. Now, by his mercy, do this. Present yourself. Present yourself holy. Present yourself in the way that he said come, the acceptable way, just as we rightly divide the word of truth. Because, listen, if there's a right way, there's also a wrong way. Hallelujah. What can what we call living holy, my, my, my God. Hallelujah. What we call holy, amen. What we call holy, God has a standard of holiness, and his name is Jesus. I love saying that. I, hallelujah. I can remember Pastor Smith so many years coming up. I can remember Pastor Smith. I don't care what he talked about. Feast of weeks, feast of trumpets, sacrifices, Mount Hermon, Moses, Daniel, whatever he talked about. It doesn't matter what he talked about. He always brought it back to Jesus, a living sacrifice. If you want to be a living sacrifice, there's someone that you have to know, and his name is Jesus. My God, who through 40 and two generations came and the form of man lived a vicarious life, not died a vicarious death for us. He became a living sacrifice. He said, can no man take my life? I lay it down. He laid down his life, a living sacrifice just for you and just for me. He became that sacrifice, and he's asking us, Paul is beseeching us by the mercy, by what God has done for us, that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. I know you want to be popular. I know you want people to like you, but God is asking you to be a living sacrifice. I know, hallelujah, that you like the masses and you want people not to scorn and scoff for you, but be remembered that they scoff for Jesus. Hallelujah. It says that the servant is not greater than his master. For if they hated me, the Lord says, remember, know this, they're going to hate you. When we begin to do this thing right, they, they already want to close the church because the church is the standard of the world. But as the church goes, so goes the world. We see where we have even now in live stream and media and all over all types of social outlets that we have pastors that want to bring drugs and paraphernalia into the house of God. Listen, these are the people of God, man of God, woman of God. You are housing and caring for God's people. These are not our people as ministers. These are not our people as pastors. These are not our people as bishops. They're God's people. And what we do, God will hold us personally accountable. It's a dangerous thing, hallelujah, to betray or to put astray the children of God and have them move in error. We can remember through merits of stories of kings from Israel that led people away from God, led them into further bondage. We need to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God unto God. 
every word. I broke it down. I, I wrote it down in line. I didn't write it straight across. I wrote it down in line. Unto God. Not unto yourself. Not unto your denomination. Not unto your pastor. Not unto your peers. Not unto those that say, oh, you're doing well. But acceptable to God. Who makes the standard? God. Who, 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 makes, who makes by which we come in? God. Who says what's acceptable? God. Oh, my God. And then who enables us? God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit enables us to be what Paul is declaring and be seeking for us to become. Holy, acceptable unto God. And check it out. It's our reasonable service. Through all that God has done, through all that we've gained, through all that we've attained through the atonement, through all, hallelujah, that we now have access to by faith. Paul said, this is the least you can do. This is your reasonable service. I can hear, hallelujah, scripture saying, come now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, I shall make them as lambs wool. Though they be red like crimson, I shall make them white as snow. Come now. Come. Hallelujah. And I believe we are at that point now where I want to bring, I put out the altar call to you that don't know Christ. Some do know, but you recognize that you've not been consistent with God. You recognize that you've lived a life that was sometimes up, sometimes down, sometimes in, sometimes out, sometimes faithful, sometimes unfaithful. And you're saying, that's me, but I want to present my body a living sacrifice. I want to be the example in God's eyes that he's calling me to be. The Bible says that when we compare ourselves to each other, we don't do well. Our pastor says when we compare ourselves to each other, it's because we're using a stick that's too short to measure. You can't measure yourself by someone else's righteousness or someone else's unrighteousness. You have to use the measure wherein God has given you. God has given you his word. So every man. Every woman's standard is the same. Your standard is not me. My standard is not you. My standard is what God told me in spite of you. My standard is what God showed me in spite of what you do, in spite of what you say, in spite of what I see. My standard, your standard, God has holding and is holding us each accountable to the standard of Christ, to the measure of Christ that's in your spirit, that's in your heart. And if that's you, that's the challenge to accept Christ, to say yes to the Lord, and to follow him with your whole heart. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, hallelujah, by the renewing 
of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and listen, perfect will of God. I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to repeat after me. This is a simple prayer of repentance. Hallelujah. The altar is open here on Purpose Kingdom right now. Hallelujah. I'm opening the altar for those you might not, you might know Christ as your Savior, but you just feel the need to come to the altar in this year in revival. You don't have to wait till the new year to commit a new resolution. You can commit right now, tonight, Tuesday night. Excuse me, December 27, 2022. Let it be the night that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. When I pray this prayer with you, repeat after me, mean what you say. Listen, you might have to do what I do. I got cue cards. I got cue cards. I got posters. I got things that I have as a reminder that I put around the face of my computer to remind me. Because sometimes, you know, flesh tries to forget on purpose. To remind me of the commitment of things I have to do. Brother Dwayne, bless you, sir. I want some ribs and some um, turkey wings. But those that are listening and you don't know Christ, I'm going to pray this prayer. And those that are coming with us in prayer, just repeat it, and then I'm going to pray for everybody. And then after that, the next voice you'll be hearing will be that of our sister, um, Adrian. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. And wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, by your spirit, come into my heart. And become Lord, my God, yes, sir, and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. If you said what you meant, admit what you said. God has done what you've asked. You know, as Adrian comes on after I pray, she's going to give you some information on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom, and then, you know, I'll come back on with the final word and the benediction. But let's pray. God, we do thank you and we bless you for each and every listener. God, we know that your word, it will not return into your void, but it will accomplish what you sent it to do, and it will prosper in that thing that you sent it, send it in every heart. God, that it will bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30. Some 60 and some 100. For I pray for those first time, God, listening that hard, have not known you but have confessed Christ and repented of their sin. I pray that you strengthen them right now in the name of Jesus, that even during this year in revival, God, that you would revive their spirit, revive their heart, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for reconciling them to yourself. 
through Jesus Christ. We pray, God, for those that know you, that are just here at the altar presenting themselves, that you would look on every heart, that you would saturate in the name of Jesus. Refill, God. Rededicate. God, do what you have to do, God, as you move us uh, into a new place in you, as you move us, God, to a new place of submission and commitment, as you move us into this new system of Christ, God, hallelujah, out of religion, out of the doldrums, God, and corridors, God, that man have set up, God, that show religion and that show godliness, but is a stage of holiness that does not even know you. And we pray, God, that our lives will be pleasing, and not only pleasing, but acceptable in your sight. In Jesus' name, Amen, amen. We're going to bring on Sister Adrienne Allen. She's going to come with some announcements um, and some other um, information for you on how to correspond with Purpose Kingdom and what we're going to be doing moving forward. We still have a few more days of revival for the year 2023. Then I'll come back um, after the end of that and with the final word and the benediction. God bless you. Well, amen, amen, and amen. What a wonderful word this evening, y'all. Consistency. I mean, I can go down the list, but I think y'all need to just want to check these archives, okay? Now, y'all do know if you want to know anything about how to get in contact with Purpose Kingdom Network, if you have any prayer requests, if you have any concerns or anything, if you just want to say that was an awesome word. You can hit us up on Facebook. You can hit us up on Facebook is the best page because that way the people that are coming on later will be able to see your comments as well. And that is our Purpose Kingdom Network page. Now, if you are just checking out the archives, that's www.blogtalkradio.com backward slash Purpose Kingdom. Now, Brother Aaron just left us with some stuff, y'all. He said the goodness of God. Now, wait a minute. He said, now, you better come correct. If you want to do this thing the right way, we better come correct. And it's in the consistency. Then he talked about oil versus grease. Y'all better understand that you've got to be ready, you got to be moving, and you got to be ready. Holy and acceptable. What the standard is Christ. I'm telling you, tonight has been a night of nothing but all the different ways of how we need to check ourselves to be sure that what we are doing in this living sacrifice is the true living sacrifice and make sure that it's the right kind of sacrifice because you could be holy but not acceptable. This was a word. I just need y'all to know that this was only night Two, three, I don't even know. This is night three, so I want you to come back tomorrow. Join me again tomorrow, same time, 8 p.m. We have another one of our very own minister. Well, we're going to call him, excuse me. He is a minister because he ministers in all kinds of ways. But evangelist Todd Nelson will be bringing us the word tomorrow night. Now, don't forget, we started 8 p.m. M. And like I said, throughout the day tomorrow, if you need to just hear a word and you want to go back and hear what we've done so far, these are there for your liking. So don't forget, tomorrow at 8 p.m., we will be here. Don't don't forget, Evangelist Todd Nelson will be bringing that word. Again, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Reverend Aaron Williams, because uh, – <laughs> 
consistency. As I had to pick myself up off the ground, and then I said, you know what, I'm still on this show. I'm still on this show. He is talking to me, but I'm going to be all right because we still got a couple more days to the new year. A couple more days until we get it right. But I'm going to write that book. My book is written, but I'm going to do everything else you said, that podcast, that ministry, that business, everything. And we all have something that we are doing that we've been saying that we're doing, and now we're getting close to the new year, and we're looking, and we said, wow, I said that last year. He said he had said that three years ago. So it doesn't matter how many times you said it, but every time you say it, it gets different. And as long as we are staying in the consistency of doing it, it will be done. We will become those living sacrifices. But the standard is Christ. Woo, I'm getting out of here because I've been a preached the word because he done made me happy. All right? So I'm going to just say, don't forget, meet us here tomorrow at 8 p.m. so you can hear Evangelist Todd Nelson bring another one of these words for a living sacrifice. And Brother Aaron, you good to come on and take us home. Thank you so much for your word. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for that encouragement, Sister Adrian. It, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing. It's, it's, it's a blessing, you know, um, and, and, and maybe one day, maybe in 2023, you know, we'll go through a series on um, DTW ministry as far as the body ministry and the commitment of being um, parts are part of each other. Yo, hey, Mom, what's going on, sweetie? Yes, my mama, y'all. Yo, um, Brother Steve, Aunt Stephanie, Brother Dwayne, Sister Deetra, Sister Connie, you know, bless you guys, you know, and those that are tuned in. Really appreciate your support, you know. Um, but what, what I'm finding, and, and, and again, I want to reiterate, yeah, yeah, look at the software. Look at the software. Look at, look at the blog talk, you know, the, the, the um, archives. You know, um, sometimes I, I often try to encourage you that maybe you, I drive back and forth. Sometimes I'm filling between Philadelphia and Georgia 12, 13 hour drive. Um, and, you know, you can get on the archives and stream it in your phone radio and um, through your phone radio in the car and just listen to Purpose Kingdom. You know, I'm kind of partial, you know, so I would say, you know, blogtalk.radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom. Look up my name, Reverend Aaron Williams, you know, and, you know, DTW Ministries, and we'll go through, you know, series. Like like, um, Adrian said, we've been doing this for seven, eight years now. You know, so there there are a lot of things in the archives for you. You know, you get it it'll definitely carry you wherever you gotta go. So but be consistent. Listen, when you feel like it, pray. You wanna know how to be consistent. When you feel like it, pray. When you don't feel like it, pray. When you're angry, Pray when you're upset. Pray when, when you're happy. Pray when you're confused. Pray. We, 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 we forget the simplicity of the book of Proverbs where he said, in all of your ways, acknowledge me. It, in, it, when, you, when, when you're sinful, pray. When you're lustful, pray. When you're on point. Pray. When, when you feel that you measured up and you dotted every T and crossed every I, 
pray. You build consistency by being consistent. Then there's a saying that um, Dr. Hodges says, you have to pray to pray. You have to pray to pray. You have to live to live. You can be alive, but if you want to live, you have to live. I don't want to go and start a new thing about the dry bones. Can be bones live? But to present your body a living sacrifice. When you're in pain, pray. When you're healthy, pray. My God, when you feel sick and tired, pray. When you're eager and energetic, pray. Steve, I got to go there as our brother, our late brother Dennis Williams often said, these opportunities of consistency are what are called avenues of pursuit. I'm upset. It opens up a highway directly to God. I'm hurt. I'm in pain. Another avenue of pursuit, my God, of consistency. Because in everything, when I learn to pray, I begin to pray in everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God bless you. God, we do thank you and we bless you. Thank you for the word, God. I'm excited. I pray that you have strengthened your people, encouraged your people, uplift your people, challenged and edified your people to seek your face consistently. I pray, God, that as we continue to move through this revival, thank you for this word, God, a living sacrifice. Bless Pastor Toy in every endeavor and those that continue to work behind the scenes with her to make this ministry successful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for insight that you give, God, and consistency. God, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of sickness, God, it's because of you and what you've put in us to continue the ministry. There are many ministries that are failing, fall, and are falling because people don't feel like it. But, God, you've given us a leader that through how she feels, she continues to be consistent. Bless her for her faithfulness. In the name of Jesus, continue to bless this revival. Every minister that has ministered and every minister that will minister, give glory to yourself through Purpose Kingdom in Jesus' name. Thank you for Adrian that continues to support and be a leader in this ministry. Continue to bless her, God, and the things that she do every every endeavor. As she said, to start that podcast, to write that book, God, I pray for the open door. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that as she moves forward, that you would open it up, God, even as you did the Red Sea. In every door that's shut in her face, that you would open, God. In the name of Jesus, remove every stumbling block, every hindering spirit. We bind and rebuke in Jesus' name. And we pray for the people of God that they would be consistent in their walk with you from this time, this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. 
Remember tomorrow night, Minister Todd Nelson, Evangelist Todd Nelson, right here, same back time, 8 p.m. God bless you. We'll see you in church. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.